Hello and welcome to RegMedNet. I'm your podcast host, Zara Raymond, and I'm the digital editor of RegMedNet. In this podcast, supported by Evident, I'll be joined by Katia Pilty from the University of California, Irvine. Today, we'll have the pleasure of discussing why cell culture quality control is so important in regenerative medicine development and how quality control needs to change in the transition from preclinical research to CGMP production. We'll also dive into the challenges of measuring factors such as confluence and cell count and how adding incubation monitoring to cell culture analysis workflows can overcome this. It was a pleasure to speak with Katia, so without further ado, please sit back, relax and enjoy the podcast. Nice to meet you, Sarah. My name is Katja Pilti. I'm an assistant researcher here at the University of California, Irvine. I'm studying neural stem cells that are a multipotent population of cells able to differentiate into neurons, oligodendrocytes, or astrocytes. And these cells can integrate into the central nervous system. And one of my research area interest is to testing the use of these cells as a therapeutic intervention for spinal cord injury, a condition with unmet medical need. Our approach where the neural stem cells are transplanted into injured tissue, so potential for functional improvements after trauma. And so far, I have developed a CGMP-compatible protocol. And using this protocol, I have established six research grade lines and four CGMP-quality lines. And we have characterized these lines in vitro and tested these for therapeutic efficacy in vivo for early chronic cervical spinal cord injury using injury models. And in our hands, around 50% of our cell lines have therapeutic potency for this cervical spinal cord injury in a preclinical setting. And what is exciting is that we have identified a therapeutic candidate cell line that is established under acute manufacturing practice conditions, and it has potential for IND activities in the future. And what we are currently working on is a process development testing to select parameters for a CGMP scale-up that would give up a maximum number of final product cells and that retain the therapeutic bioactivity. Fantastic. Thank you. So my next question is, why is cell culture quality control so important in your research and in regenerative medicine development? That's an excellent question. So the therapeutic bioactivity that we are really interested regarding the therapeutic translation or like clinical translation can be affected by multiple factors, including in vitro culture, conditions like how you scale up or manufacture these cells. And one of the important area here is the intrinsic property of the stem cells that are influenced also by the cell source based on our experience. And those are critical factors for a future clinical success. So on the top of this, we are working on with the primary cell lines. So we have to be extremely careful with the passage numbers and how we culture these cells not to gain any unwanted traits. On top of this, there is currently a lack of in vitro assays that we can uh, use for discriminating between non-functional, non-bioactivity obtaining cell lines versus those that have. And that's why we are looking into the new approaches to identify or monitor therapeutic candidate lines as the stability of these cell lines during the culture. 
Fantastic. And what other factors are important to monitor during the development of cell therapy products? That's a wide question. So the cell-based medicinal products, they require strict quality control and quality assurance that include like a multi-level um, tasks from uh, standard operating procedures, equipment monitoring, process validation, record um, tracking, risk assessment, and reviewing of the processes, that all these ensure adequate level of regulatory compliance mandated by FDA in the U.S. From our perspective, thinking of translational um, approach, we need to be able to do a scale-up culture from millions to billions of cells without losing their therapeutic bioactivity. So that is the key challenge for us. And what are some of the challenges you or other researchers currently face when measuring factors such as confluence and cell count? So what we have noticed that evaluating the cell confluence is rather subjective and it can have a widespread between how differently different people see the cells depending on the level of the education or experience with cells or type of the cells that they have been dealing with. And that could potentially affect the yield of the cells that we get from banking or the quality of the cells. And especially if you tend to overgrow your stem cell population, it could cause a shift in your cultures and affecting negatively the intrinsic properties of the cells and therefore rolling down to having negative effect on a therapeutic activity of these cell lines. Interesting, thank you. And so my next question is, what have been the main benefits of adding incubation monitoring to your cell culture analysis and workflow? So we wanted to test the system, the very system, uh, mostly its potential to have a standard AI-based estimates of confluence that can potentially reduce the variability of confluence assessment between the cell cultures. And therefore, this would help us to identify the correct time of passaging and potential, potential issues during the culture. So this is why we went to test forwarded for VCM. I can jump in here for your next question regarding if there has been any benefits for using this. So mm -hmm. absolutely. We did, we actually, um, during our scale up protocol testing here, we bumped into an issue where our monolayer culture started to make neurospheres and detach from the flask surface. So these neural, neural stem cells can, can grow as a free-floating neurospheres that is nothing non-typical for these cells. However, this kind of mixed culture of monolayer versus uh, neurospheres that are free-floating would be a no-go for a CGMP scale-up. So Provi uh, CM20, a time-lapse monitoring capacity of the system actually helped us to identify that we, had, we were dealing with a substrate issue and a further test our cells capacity to adhere into an alternative substrate. And I think that I, I really believe that the ProVCM20 can also help our monitoring our cells quality, cell quality when we expand this from seed bank to final bank stages in a CTMP setting. That was going to be my next question, actually. How will your culture monitoring and quality control needs change as you transition from preclinical research to CGMP production? 
Yeah, so our research create and CGMP create stem cell lines were developed with a CGMP compatible protocol that I have developed in the past. We have more or less in our regular lab space, we have a standard operating protocols and record keeping that really closely mimics the CGMP level regulatory compliance. So we are currently already testing like for um, cell identity, purity, potency, viability, and the cell numbers during the culture. However, when we go back to CGMP facility to grow these cells, there are even stricter operational guidelines that are mandated by FDA, and there's the multi-level steps of that. So that is the difference between the uh, research lab versus CGMP uh, facility, culture monitoring. Fantastic, thank you. And my final question is, have there been any benefits to using an incubation monitoring device that you were not expecting? So this is something that I just kind of tied up with the, the previous question regarding the, the Provis DMUs. So I mentioned that we had this unexpected detachment issues with ourselves. And that's where the Provis DM20 came and, and helped us to establish that, okay, this is a substrate issue instead of, instead of something else. And especially the feature of its capacity to take a time-lapse pictures was helpful for us to go back to the, the zero time point of the plating to the old way when we supposed to be passaging the cells and feeding the cells to see how the cells adhered versus whether they detached. So that was really helpful feature. And I think it has a, in a future uh, when we continue in the CGMP settings that it will help, the system will help us to monitor our cell quality in there and the conditions when do we need to passage these cells forward without overgrowing the, the cells? Fantastic, thank you. And do you have any final comments that you would like to say? I'm just super happy with the product. I think my perspective is that it's the probably CM20 strength is really in AI to establish the confluency. Unfortunately, for neural stem cells, they can be bipolar versus multipolar uh, structures probably has a little bit difficulty to, or AI has a little bit difficulty so far establishing the exact cell numbers, which is totally fine because we won't move forward without manual accounts no matter what. But for us, its strength is really on that time-lapse image capture capacity and uh, the evaluation of the confluency without having that interferes between or person-to-person variability that could happen when you're dealing with the multiple cell cultures. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening, and I hope you enjoyed learning about the benefits of adding incubation monitoring to cell culture analysis workflows. Check out the rest of this InFocus feature to discover more on the topic of cell culture quality control here on www.regmednet.com. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.